Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. So today I'm really excited about our episode. We're going to be going over gym etiquette and there's actually two parts to this. So the first part I'm going to be talking and just kind of giving a list, right? Like every time somebody talks about gym etiquette, there's always like this list, this list of things that that we should be aware of. And I do for sure want to talk about that list because I do think it's important. A lot of times we just aren't aware of things. And then as soon as we are made aware of them, we're like, awesome. Okay, I can do that, right? I can be more mindful and considerate of the people around me. And these are great ways that I can do it. Awesome. I love it. The second part is we're going to be diving a little bit deeper because I do want to take this to the next level a little bit. Is this Lindsay overthinking things a little bit? Probably, but who would I be if I didn't? (laughs) So I'm excited. We're going to talk about the I-it and I-you relationship. And are we bringing that into the gym? Okay. We're going to I'm excited about this one. We're going to break this down. Today on my Instagram account, I'm going to pull this open and see what, it's not the final tally, but I did do a little bit of a survey and we are only about an hour and a half into this survey. And the question was, what do you think guys? Is it okay to take a corner pulley system for an hour and a half in the gym? Is it okay? Or is it inconsiderate when there are only two pulley systems? And the reason why I asked this question is because there are some exercises that I'll have in my app that have two pulleys. You want to be doing it with two. And there are some substitutes where I'll say, for example, lateral raises. You can do them with two pulleys. And if you can't get two pulleys, that's fine. We can do a unilateral. We can do behind the back unilateral pulley lateral raise. That was a freakishly long name for an exercise. (laughs) So, and in my app, I'll have alternatives. Like if you can't get the double pulley, that's okay. We can do a unilateral pulley. If you can't get the unilateral, if you can't get just one pulley, that's okay. I'll give you a dumbbell alternative exercise as well. So I actually believe that it is a skill that a lot of coaches And I've come to believe this as I've coached more and more people and written programs for more and more people, that I think it's a skill to be able to walk in and when the gym is really busy and you need to change exercises, sometimes we don't know like, okay, what can be, what this exercise requires pulleys or a machine, but I don't have that. How can I do it with a dumbbell or how can I do it with another machine? And so In my app, I've included alternative exercises. Now you can do that just for at-home alternatives if you aren't going to the gym, or it can be used by those who are going into the gym who maybe you can't use that machine and you can't sit there and wait for 10 minutes for it, right? So I love giving those alternate exercises for people. But there are some exercises that are kind of hard. Like there's some chest movements that are really hard to do it just one at a time unless you bring over a bench. Sometimes I prefer it using the corner pulley system where you can do two arms at a time. So anyways, I just asked this question. Do you think it's considerate? Is this acceptable gym etiquette to take an hour and a half on a pulley system, a corner pulley system when there's only two available? 
Or maybe can we improve our gym etiquette a little bit? And it was definitely a resounding, well, let me pull it up. Uh, So far, I've had 70, 728 votes saying, I think we can improve our gym etiquette. And 27 saying, no, 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 that's okay. They can take as long as they want on any single exercise, as long as you get it first, right? And I actually don't think that there's a right or wrong to this question, a right or wrong answer. I actually just think it's, who do you want to be in the gym? How do you want to show up in the gym, right? Um, And so I think that that's really the thought process is um, some people go in and they're like, no, I'm, I'm just about myself. And if I get a machine, then it's mine for however long that I want it. Other people are like, oh, I kind of want to show up as somebody who shares, who shares this space. So it really is, who do you want to show up as, right? And, and this gym etiquette conversation that I want to have today is going to be about just that, that um, there are some ways that we can maybe show up and be a little bit more considerate. So I'm going to go through this list. It was kind of funny. I got on um, Instagram and then I also just started searching blogs and I pulled together these lists of what people have deemed unwritten rules. And this is gym etiquette gym etiquette, proper gym etiquette. And I, so I kind of want to go through this. I think it will be a lot of fun to just talk about each one of these things, right? The first one was wipe things down, wipe machines down after you're done, wipe um, benches down. Don't, you know, spread your sweat kind of thing. (laughs) That one, I'm like, I think we can all get on board with that one. I think we can all do a little bit better. I've never seen people wipe things down so much as when COVID hit, right? All of a sudden, everybody was very, very, very much aware of that. Uh, Another one is don't use um, a ton of perfume or colognes. This is one I can get on board with. This is a a simple one. Um, The reason why is a lot of times people are breathing very heavily. They need good, clean air. (laughs) And sometimes when people walk by with tons of cologne or perfume, uh, for me, it actually gives me headaches. Um, For other people, they have a hard time breathing that deep cologne scent. So it might be just better uh, instead of double dosing the cologne, maybe just take a a shower before you go to the gym. I know that sounds weird, but my husband does that (laughs) because he's like, I don't want to go there sweaty and then make it so that other people can't breathe. So sometimes he will take a shower before he goes to the gym um, and then after. So I guess just depend on depending on how much you sweat and everything, just be considerate of that, right? Um, Put equipment away. I think this is really good because you don't know at what level the next person after you is coming in. Maybe they're stronger and they're fine with you leaving all of your 45s on the leg press machine. Maybe it's somebody who's newer at training and it already takes a lot for them just to go to the leg press machine. Maybe they're insecure about how to work it or whatnot and they go and there's like, you know, four 45s, five 45s on both sides. They don't feel they're very strong. That would take like a workout in and of itself for them just to unload all those. And so they, they end up just kind of walking away. And so I feel like just being aware of there are people with different needs in the gym. And so it really is best that we um, 
unrack a lot of our weights just to really help those individuals. Um, but also putting equipment away where you got it. And that way other people, you know, know where the kettlebells are. They know where the bands are. They know where this and that is because it, the equipment got put away. And so it just helps everybody navigate the gym a little bit better, right? Um, this one, for those of you who have been following me for a while, <laughs> this one is kind of a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Uh, step away from the dumbbell rack to perform the exercise that you're going to do. Okay. So, um, and don't, I, I want you to understand that I don't look around and judge people for not following gym etiquette. I, I, I really don't. So I just hope that this can be a conversation of let's just bring awareness of how we can all work a little bit smoother and better in the gym. So if you were to unrack the dumbbells and then perform lateral raises right directly in front of the rack, what that's going to do is it's going to impede other people's ability to either re-rack the weights that they have in their hand or to even get the weights that they need. And so when we stand directly in front of the rack and start doing our movements, it makes it really hard for other people to get the dumbbells that they need. So I always joke around about that one just because I think it's kind of funny, but um but I do think that we can all, I mean, I know that I can be more considerate in the gym, right? But uh, that's one thing that I think is really like, and don't just take one step back. It's usually like three steps back will allow people, like sometimes I'm grabbing 90 pound dumbbells to do some of my leg stuff. And it's really hard when somebody's only standing like a foot back. Yes, I may be able to get them, but it's kind of hard to get the, like have the full span of room that I need um, to be maneuvering those dumbbells. Um, give people space in the gym. So this was a funny one <laughs> the other day. <laughs> I was sitting there and I had been been sitting on the bench for like 10 minutes doing presses. And um, these two girls came over and I could tell that they were newer in the gym. They were, uh, they seemed a little unsure of themselves and they did not anticipate <laughs> how, how wide their arm span was. And I seriously almost got whacked in the head by this girl performing a lateral raise. Now, here's my opinion. You can either laugh and have a good time, or you can be that person who chooses to get angry and annoyed over everybody, right? We don't want to be that person. We want to laugh and have a good time. So I just was like, whoa, <laughs> and just started laughing because I, I want people to feel comfortable coming back into the gym, right? I don't want them to do that and think, oh, I'm never going back to the dumbbell section again. So I just laughed and was like, whoa, take a step back, girly, and had a good time with it. I hope she had a good time with it too, because it was hilarious. Um, but but we do need to give people their space. I really firmly believe that instead of just sitting there and watching somebody and building resentment, I really believe in open communication. So another example of this would be I was doing some cable kickbacks and um and I was trying to do them like at a corner angle so that the person next to me or kind of across from me could take that pulley system and be able to 
uh, do something on it, right? I didn't want to just be like, this is my whole space. So I tried to kind of angle it out. So if somebody wanted to use that pulley, they could. And a woman did walk over and, and, and use it, but she, she walked over, grabbed it, and she was doing some back work. And she stepped like three feet back, like literally one inch from where I was. And it was kind of uncomfortable. And so instead of standing there and being like, Ugh, can you believe that woman isn't even mindful of where I am? She's almost, you know, we're almost like rubbing backs together. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because my husband was like, I look over at him when she did that. And I kind of like smile laughing and his eyes just went up like, she's really close to you. <laughs> it was so funny. And when she was done with her rose, I just kind of tapped her on the shoulder and said, hey, I'm right here doing this. Do you mind if you do that on an angle? That way we can both have the room necessary to do what we need to do. And she was just like, oh yeah, of course, right? People aren't bent on ruining your day. They're not like, how can I get in her space? I want to take her up. No, it's just sometimes we're unaware. And I know that I fall under that category sometimes. And I would love it if people just like kindly communicated. And I just feel like it's really important that when we're sharing space, we get out of our comfort zone and, and try to communicate a little bit better. So here's another one. And this might sound really funny for some of you, but don't block someone's view in the gym. And you may be thinking to yourself, well, don't block it. They just, the only reason they want to watch themselves is because of their, their ego, you know, <laughs> they just want, and sure, maybe some of them, that's the reason they just want to, they have a beautiful body and they just want to watch themselves move. But for a lot of us, we actually want to see the intensity that we're working. We want to see our range of motion and how close we're getting to failure and our form. And all of this can give a better feedback. For example, today I was doing lateral raises and I was watching and as my intensity increased, I noticed that I was swaying more. And you could say, well, you could notice that a little bit more if you're not watching yourself. But I actually don't believe that that's true, that there's some fine, like there's there's some moments of intensity that we don't even really realize what's changing a little bit on our body. And so that's actually why I will record myself in the gym, not to just put it on Instagram, but actually for me to rewatch and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Um, or looking at myself in the gym, seeing form, seeing, oh, I'm getting a little bit too much out of the range of motion for this muscle and I'll make changes accordingly. So it's not always about somebody just like <laughs> I mean, walking up and lifting up their shirt and flexing and seeing their six pack. For a lot of us, it it actually is we do want to watch ourselves perform for those reasons. And then also, I'm just going to include one other reason that I think is kind of an interesting one is that if we can watch ourselves, it actually helps us mentally stay in that set better. And so it really can have some great benefits. Uh, another one is don't drop the dumbbells. So there are places in the gym where we have bumper weights and we have platforms where it is perfectly okay if you need to exit a, a, a lift really quickly, you can pop the bar off your back and, and let it fall. And the flooring and the, the actual bumper weights work together 
to allow for us to do that without it damaging equipment and flooring. But typically the dumbbell section is not that area. So we can do damage to the dumbbells. We can do damage to the flooring and kind of tear it up if we are just throwing dumbbells on the ground. So my rule of thumb, if you're not strong enough to considerately set them down, you're probably not strong enough to pick those things up. Maybe we shouldn't pick them up. Maybe we should reconsider that. Now, if you really want to test your strength, a great idea would be to grab uh, somebody, um, whether you're there working with somebody or not, you can always, people are so kind in the gym. Guys, I've had five plus years lifting in the gym and I cannot tell you how kind and considerate these people are. They really are there trying to become their best selves and they want to help other people too. Sometimes a little too much. We'll talk about those people in a second, but they really, they would love it if you just tapped them and said, Hey, can you spot me for this one? Help me, you know, be able to lower the weights down. So I'm not throwing them. They would be more than happy to help you out. Okay. So, so let's uh, just be considerate of the equipment, of the flooring, and all of that. As one who buys equipment, I know how easily it can get ruined and um, the cost to it too. Now let's talk about saving equipment, okay? So I think it's important if you are going to be um, walking over and getting a drink of water that and you're going to be leaving the equipment that you're using. Like today, I, I left my the leg curl machine and I went over and I filled up my water in between sets. And people would have had no idea that I was working on it if I didn't put something on there to save it. So I used my lifting bag. And a lot of times I'll just bring my lifting bag and a sweater with me to save a machine. So I saved it with that bag and I went and got my water and I came back and everybody knew that I was using it. Now, um, I have experienced that where somebody left a machine and so I, and they didn't put anything around it. <laughs> so I made the crazy assumption <laughs> that they were done and they came back like five minutes later, like, oh, I'm, I'm using that. And I'm like, well, how was that? supposed to know. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. Oh, one of my favorite gym stories on that line was somebody actually re-racked their dumbbells and I made the crazy assumption, oh, she re-racked, she's done. So I went up and I grabbed them and she came running over and was like, no, 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 I'm, those are mine. <laughs> and I'm like, well, then put them next to you. Like people aren't going to know if you're still using equipment, if you don't somehow save equipment. So if you use a towel, um, a water bottle, something, and people are generally aware that, okay, she's using that. Now let's talk about saving machines for supersets. Is that okay? Well, and I get this question a lot because in my app, I do have some supersets. And as I've gotten better at uh, programming for the masses versus just myself or some clients that I can constantly check in with them. How is it going? Are you able to do the supersets? What's your gym like? And all of that. As I've been programming now on my app for the masses, I have really appreciated some of the feedback that, and so I've changed things, a lot of things where I'll do supersets and try not to take two machines. 
I'll do supersets where they have a machine and maybe they can bring over some weights next to the machine and do a superset like that. Um, but, but here's the thing, people who are experienced in the gym, they know that supersets have their place and are important. And so most of them are very aware of this and perfectly fine with it. Now, there gets a point where if the gym is really packed, it may not be appropriate to do a superset. It may be best to break those exercises up into just um, straight sets. Or um, the other day I was doing a superset of leg curl, hamstring leg curl, and a uh, leg press. I was trying to cut down my rest periods because otherwise I would have had two minute rest periods and I would have been in the gym for a lot longer that day. So I was trying to cut them down and it was, it wasn't too busy at all, but I still like to be very aware. So I had on one machine, I had my gym bag and on the other machine, I had my sweater and I was going back and forth between these two machines. But, but I was looking around and was very aware. And when when I saw people eyeing a machine, I didn't just awkwardly put my head down and be like, oh, don't look at me. I'm using this. I, I just said, do you need this machine? I'm doing a superset. You can work in with me or I'll be done in about, I have about two more sets left. That should be like five more minutes. And so I just communicated with them. And they were always like, oh, like sometimes they'll be like, oh yeah, I can work in. Or sometimes I'll, they'll be like, oh no, I'll wait till you're done. Or they'll say, flag me down when you're done. That's actually another one that I'll do when, when somebody's on a machine that I really need. Um, and maybe I just want to let them know somebody's waiting. There's nothing wrong with going over and being like, hey, how's it going? So um, when you, as soon as you're done with this machine, I'm going to be over there. Can you just stick your head up and, and wave at me and, and then I'll come over and grab it? And I just communicate. I really believe that if we go in, if we're sharing this space, we just need to communicate better with one another and not just put our heads down and be like, ugh. Um, and I know that may be scary for some people, but I can tell you right now, people will love you and appreciate you if you communicate, okay, they will respect that you're using two machines if you communicate versus like just trying to hog something. Does that make sense? So now let's talk about this one, giving advice to random people in the gym. Um, I just am not a big fan of that one. And I'll tell you why. Unless they are doing something that surely is going to absolutely hurt themselves in that moment, then I, I don't give people advice. And the reason why is because a lot of times it takes so much for both men and women. It takes so much courage just to get into the gym that day. Maybe they're one of those people who think that I can't go into the gym because everybody will judge me. Well, then what do you think is going to happen when they get the courage, they go into the gym, they start doing a movement, and sure enough, somebody walks up and let me tell you what you're doing wrong. Let me tell you what you need to do. And I, sometimes you just don't know. I mean, some people could handle it great, but what if it's that person who it literally took everything in them just to walk in that day? 
They don't need you correcting them. They need a cheerleader. That's what they need. So I just strongly believe in keep your advice to yourself. And and I'm I may sound a little harsh when I say this, but 90% of the time when I see people randomly going up and giving advice, they're actually giving inaccurate information. And just because you watch a, a breakdown video on Instagram of a lateral raise doesn't mean that you now know everything and that you can go over and just start giving advice to everybody. And so I think it's really important to understand too that some people have been given very specific instructions by physical therapists to do exercises a certain way. And so keep that in mind. The next time you look around and think you know more, keep that in mind. You may not. They may have been given very specific advice to do something a very specific way because of their body. So just just kind of keep it to yourself. Now, if somebody gives you advice, um, I had, I had when I very, very first started lifting, there were three guys that just, or two guys that would love to come up and just give me advice, advice, advice. And it got to the point where I couldn't even walk into the gym if they were there because, and that was on me. I should have spoken up at first. I let it go on way too long. And they probably thought there were some good Samaritan and I let it go on for way too long. And I would come home and I would complain to my husband and he's like, why don't you tell him not to? I'm like, well, I can't be that person. Yes, actually you can. You can't be that person who has boundaries. You don't have to be rude about it, but you can simply say, do you know what? Um, next time I, I want to hear a breakdown. How about this? How about wait for me to ask you? Next time I want to hear a breakdown. How about this? How about wait for me to ask you? If I really am concerned about an exercise, I'll ask you. Or I actually, I finally lost it. And I told the, those two men, do you know what? It takes everything for me to get in here. And I just want to work out can you please just worry about you and I'll worry about me? And they both just kind of were taken back. But you know what? I never heard from them again. And I was so grateful. And yes, they were still there every single time I walked in. And yes, there were some awkward moments. <laughs> but I I needed to set my boundaries. So um, a few months ago, I was doing a tricep movement. And I had a trainer walk up to me and tell me, oh, do you know what? You're doing that wrong. You need to put a band around your elbows and do it this way. And I just, I wish I could have said that I held my tongue, but I, I, I just kind of firmly said, you know what? You just left your client who's paying you to walk over here and tell me what I should do. I actually think she needs help because she's getting out of her active range. Her low back is probably going to really hurt tomorrow if you don't stop her. <laughs> so that was an awkward moment. But I do. I feel like if you don't want people to say anything, you can either sit there quietly and nod and just wait for them to be done and move along. If you have fears that these conversations are going to continue and that 
every day they're going to come up, just be like, I'm so, you can just kind of say something like, I'm grateful that you want to help. Next time I want help with an exercise, I'll just, I'll, how about wait for me to ask you? I think it's okay to set those boundaries. I think it's okay to express to somebody, do you know what? I'm, that's thoughtful of you, but I'm really okay. Thank you. And move on. It doesn't have to be any more than that. Don't let them ruin your peace. I think that that's the most important thing here is don't sit there and, and replay it over and over again in your mind. Just don't let them ruin your peace. Just do you know what? That's very thoughtful of you. I think you were really concerned, but do you know, I'm okay. It's okay to say that. Um, noise. Let's talk about noise. It's okay to make actually a little bit of noise when you're working out. I know that when I hit a certain level of intensity on leg days, I will let, let out a bit of a, a grunt, if you will, as I'm trying to get past those sticky points, right? Now, I do believe that there gets a point where it can where people are making too much noise and it's actually distracting other people from their lifts and their experience. And so we do need to be aware of that, that a little bit of grunting is okay. Excessive grunting and screaming is, is it, it, we don't need to do this. Most of these women in here have given birth. I think, you know, birthing, we can let out those noises, but sometimes I think I've heard men letting out grunts as if they're giving birth. And I'm like, I don't know if you merit that one. I don't know. I'm just going to say it. Like <laughs> you could probably tone it down a little bit. Um, don't stare at people. I think that's a little creepy, right? Cell phone use. Some people have long rests in between their sets and their rest periods are two to five minutes. And so we need to be cautious when we're like, that person's just sitting there on their phone. Well, maybe their rest periods are like five minutes long or two minutes long. Um, so if there's nothing wrong with somebody else having different needs as far as rest in between sets that are different from our own. So let's just be considerate. Instead of standing there and building resentment and watching them and, and getting annoyed that Ugh, they're on their phone, they're scrolling Instagram, they're this, they're that. Actually, it would be much more productive if we didn't tell ourselves those stories and didn't just sit in resentment and we chose to communicate. I, I just feel like that. Let's do that in our relationships at home too. Instead of just sitting there and building resentment towards people, let's just communicate. And those conversations are hard sometimes. But if somebody's on the leg extension machine and they're having like five minute rest periods, but you think that they're just scrolling their phone, then walk over and let them know, hey, I'm waiting for this machine. Do you know about how many more sets or reps you, you've got? Just ask them. And if you do it from a place of kindness and consideration, 99.9% .9 of the time, they're going to respond as such. Um, let's talk about recording yourself and others in the gym. I think it's okay to record yourself for your own like use as you're, um, you know, trying to look at your form and stuff. When you're posting things on Instagram or on social media, I think it's really important to be considerate of other people. So there have been times where I was doing something in the gym and I thought, oh, I really want to capture this and talk about this in on Instagram. And there was one time in particular 
that I recorded myself and I was excited, like, oh, this is perfect. I captured this perfectly. But then I noticed a man in the background and I thought to myself, do you know what? He is going to, I bet you he's going to get a lot of slack for what he's doing. And so instead of recording it and posting it and making fun of him, or even just talking about what I was doing and like trying to ignore him, I knew, I know that there's some people who are going to make comments about him and out of respect for him and just human beings in general, I chose not to post it. And so I think it's important when we are recording ourselves and posting them to be considerate that not everybody wants to show up as a sidekick in your video. So, and this comes from somebody who records a lot in the gym is I always try to record and then look around and, and think like, am I intruding on anybody else? Um, well, what they're doing. Um, and even today I got a, a guy in the background and I mentioned it to him and I said, just so you know, I got you in the background, but but you look great. You look awesome. And he's like, oh yeah, that's fine. So even just kind of bringing it up to people, once again, I just really believe in communicating with people. Another one I think is important to address is when people just put their water bottles on benches. They're not using a bench, but they just put their stuff on a bench. And those benches, um, they really should be utilized for weightlifting. So a lot of times too, when it's really busy and you're just holding all of your stuff on a bench, it can be frustrating for other people. So I really do believe a lot of this can just come down to looking around and being aware of other people and mindful that we're sharing space. Okay. Now I do want to take this one step further. There is a quote, and if you've followed me for a while or listened to any of my other podcasts, you will have heard me quote Peter Crone a million times when he says that life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you are not free. And I have been using this in the gym because there are some things, if if maybe something pricks me or annoys me, I use it as an opportunity to, because it actually has nothing to do with that person has everything to do with me. And I use it as a as a time to kind of look inside myself. Um, there's another book called Bonds That Make Us Free. And he, Terry Warner, quotes um, another man, but I actually really like how Terry Warner explains it. He explains the I-it versus an IU relationship. And I just kind of want to end on this note. Let me explain what an I-it relationship is. When relating to other people, an I-it connection or relationship with others is when we see them in terms of our own self-centered agenda. Now, guys, I realize that this might be hard for you to hear. It's hard for me to hear. But let's just open up our minds to this. When you go into the gym, do you have an I-it like connection with the people there or an I-you relationship? So let's go back to the I-it and the definition. So when you have an I-it connection, as far as we are concerned, the person exists for our use. 
in relation to our quest to get what we want, they become one, an obstacle standing in our way, two, or a vehicle able to help us, or three, simply irrelevant. When we see them as obstacles in our way, we tend to react out of frustration and feel angry and resent and get irritable or fearful towards them. I'm going to pause the quote there for a second and talk about this because this is a quote by Terry Warner from Bonds That Make Us Free. Think about that. Um, the last time you got you went in the gym and you got frustrated with somebody else, is it because they were standing in your way for, I mean, literally, maybe they were standing in right in front of the dumbbell rack, right? <laughs> so I came back from the gym and I was frustrated because I couldn't get a machine because people had been on it for an hour and a half. And I was telling my husband, like, um, that's just inconsiderate to me. And he was saying, well, why do you feel like it's inconsiderate? And I'm like, well, because obviously we're all sharing space and they're taking it for an hour and a half, right? It's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning here. And um, he said, well, I guess that depends. Were they an I it to you or an I you? And I'm like, dang it, Alex Parker. Why do you always have to make me think deeper about things? Why can't they just be inconsiderate and I'm the most considerate person out there? Like why? <laughs> why can't it be just that simple? But it really, really got me thinking, wow, it was an I-it relationship. I was looking at them not as people, but as an it standing in my way. I felt like my training should have been more important to them, like other people's training. And and once again, I do believe that it does come back to how do we want to show up in the gym in relations to others. But I thought that was a really cool thing to kind of think about. And since then, as I've gone into the gym and people do things that I would quote unquote deem inconsiderate, I think to myself, are they just an obstacle standing in my way? Well, then this is an I-it relationship. And I don't want to have I-it relationships with people. I want to have I-you relationships. I want to see people that have their own passions, their own needs, and just the most considerate thing. If I was truly a considerate person, I would see them as an I-you that their needs and their happiness matters just as much as mine do. And that I need to actually start thinking that way more in the gym of if that comes up, if I get frustrated because a guy is on the leg extension machine and I'm not voicing it, going up to him and voicing it, and I'm just sitting there letting this story run through my head about how inconsiderate and rude he is and in a way kind of building up, I wouldn't do that. I'm so considerate. No, you're not, Lindsay, because you are actually making him an object right now. He's not a person with his own needs. Just walk up to him. Just say, hey, how much longer are you going to be on that? Okay. If it's going to be five, 10 minutes. Great. I'm going to be right over there. Can you just wave at me when you're done? That is an IU relationship. 
his space in the gym, his training in the gym is just as important as my training is. And so although we have this whole list of do's and do nots, I just really want to end on this note that when it comes down to it, how considerate we are comes down to ourselves and the stories we're telling ourselves about people. And it really comes down to cultivating more I-you relationships and not just I-it relationships. People who are just simply irrelevant or just obstacles in the way of what we think is more important. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. I really hope that you had some great takeaways from this episode and that it got you thinking not just about gym life, but everyday life and how we can show up better with IU relationships within our own family and friends. If you have any questions, send me a message on Instagram. You can follow me there at Lifting Lindsay. You can also go to liftinglindsay.com to check out my optimized training programs and to sign up for my wait list if you're interested in more one-on-one coaching.